Welcome to the Spirit Anointing the Word, the podcast of Highland Church, Jamaica, New York, with Pastor Subash Cherian. We're so glad to have you with us today, and we're excited about God's Word because it gives us strength and hope for each and every day. Let's listen as Pastor Subash shares this powerful message. Glory be to God. What a great opportunity. This is the first Wednesday of this uh, year, and let's just go to the Father in prayer. Father, we worship you. We adore you and we magnify you. What a joy and what a privilege it is to come and to sing your praise and to once again, oh God, to lift up our hearts and to say we love you, we need you. We're so grateful for Yeshua, our Messiah, our Lord, our Savior, our Master, who brought us closer to you, that we're related because of what he did, that you are our Father, we are your children. And we come to give you praise in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Bless people, O God, that are watching and those that are here, that they would be blessed this evening and speak to our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen and Amen. It's Give the Lord a clap offering. It's good to be in the house of the Lord once again. Welcome, and those that are watching, welcome. If you could just, uh, you know, share this if you're on Facebook or pass the word on YouTube that your friends and loved ones can be part of this great uh, time of worship and the word. My message is from um, Exodus chapter 14 and verse 15. The last part of that passage simply says, tell the children of Israel that they move or they go forward. Tell the children of Israel that they go forward. I'll come to that in just a moment. That's a time that we go and move forward. Just the last day of this year, the 31st, early morning, I'm saying it must have been pretty early, around 3, I woke up with that terrible pain on my basically kneecap. It was so painful, so I moved into the living room to have a little time of fellowship and prayer and seeking the Lord. But the pain was so intense that around five in the morning, Deb heard the voice and came or woke up. And she basically puts ointment on the kneecap and so forth. And it was like painful, very painful. So I even wondered how am I going to stand up on the 31st night, midnight uh, for the evening to be able to uh, speak the word. But God is gracious. God is good. So here at the close of the service, I'm basically giving the final instruction. And remember, uh, before pandemic, we would go all the way past 12, welcome the new year on our knees. And the Lord said, okay, tell the people to kneel down and go on their knees. And for those who cannot, they can be seated. So I am now battling myself and say, but my knees is paining. I can't just kneel. It's going to be torture. And the Lord said, move forward and kneel. And what I did was I remembered basically that's how I broke through another time when my knees were paining. That time it was a leg. And the Lord said, you got to move. And so rather than taking elevator, I have always used the stairs uh, and basically as much as I could. So I walk up and down and then lo and behold, I forgot all about uh, the pain. Somebody, until somebody said, don't you have pain? I said, oh gosh, I forgot all about it. I don't know at what point it was. So it was a very difficult time. I took time to kneel 
and said, Lord, help me. It's just going to be very, very painful. The moment I knelt, there was no pain whatsoever. While preaching, it was painful. While kneeling, coming to the close of the service, and I was on my knees. Now, as I basically was concluding with He is Lord and concluding I'll be on my uh, basically feet, now I'm wondering how am I going to look backward to ask someone help me on my knees to be. And I was really waiting for a moment to say, how am I going to say that? Because I'm on mic. And I'm going to turn and say, hey, guys, come help me out. So the Lord said, stretch your hands. I will help you. And so I just put my hand up and the Lord helped me, just let me up. And, uh, and it was like nothing. The pain was gone. And all this to say the Lord was teaching me to tell the people, move forward. And this is the message that I want to talk about. Even as Moses said to the children of Israel, that's where I got that passage from, from Exodus chapter 14 and verse 15 towards the end. Tell the children of Israel that they move forward. So I entitled this message, Move Forward 2023. Now, I'm not saying 23 2023 is moving forward. It'll move very fast before you know it. This would be the end of the soon. This would be the end of another year. And years go breezing by. We hardly notice it. Someone has so aptly said that yesterday was history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a chronological blessing that can only be used today. Those 24 hours will never come back again. While yesterday we look at it, it's history. While tomorrow's that we dwell so much on is really a mystery. Today is what is a possibility of what we can do. So move forward. The year will fast forward fast. But I'm not saying about this year. I'm talking about what will happen to you if you move forward. Otherwise, you would be standing back as the years go by. Many people have stood on the crossway waiting for time, and time and opportunity has passed by. It was so relevant for me that as I began to hear about it, I do also wanted to talk uh, to someone very prayerful. And I wanted to call, made many attempts to call, simply to say, you've got to do this. Never lay down. Never let your knee and feet be useless. You'd be bedridden. Stand up, take the first step, or else you would lie down. This is not only true in the physical. It is true with every areas of our life. If we don't use our brain, if we don't use the mental capacity, we would be incapacitated. If we don't use the spiritual power and wisdom and strength, we would be losing what we have. I understand things like cycling and swimming come back after a while, but it takes an effort to get it back. But certain other things, it's like impossible to regain because those are gone. And we need to understand that we have to use, we have to move forward, no matter what the circumstances is. And we will come through challenges, but we have to do everything 
And the word that Paul used was not simply move. He used a very powerful word, pressing towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Very powerful indeed. In other words, there is going to be pressure trying to stop you like a wall. There would be the enemy doing everything it can to stop you from moving. If there's anything the devil doesn't like, it's you moving, progressing. That's why Peter writes in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of the Lord. Grow. Please keep growing up. Every aspect of your spiritual life to be able to grow, grow, grow. You can't be stagnated in the knowledge of yesterday. In the testimonies of 10 years ago, today is another testimony. The past is history. The present is what is the chronological possibility. We have to live in today. What is remarkable is one of the things we need to realize is there will always be bumpers along the way. There will always be something that will stop us, including the stop bumps. And they are there. And many a times you find that if you're careless, a large amount of cars have basically eroded, broken. Literally, the axle is broken. The whole thing has shaken because they were not careful about the speed bumps. But the speed bumps are not to stop us. It is to protect us, to keep us from accident from fatality that could have ruined us and ruined others as well. But how to handle the setback, how to handle the stops, how to handle the speed bumps is a very crucial and important lesson for all of us. They are there, but we need to safely and carefully maneuver and to move forward, and there will be many more. That should not stop us. That should not say enough. I'm not going anymore. It is there. That is part of life. And there are speed bumps along the way. We've gone through several since 2019 like never before. But I want us to say this, my friend. No matter what comes our way, we need to be like Paul when he said in Philippians chapter 2, verse 10, that I might know him, that I might win him. But I want to read this particularly because this is so powerful. That's why I brought the Bible here. And it says in chapter 4 and uh, ch uh, chapter 3 of Philippians chapter, that I may know him, verse 10, and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made confirmable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already made perfect, but I follow after if I may apprehend that which also I am apprehended of Jesus Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting the things that are behind and reaching out for those things which are before. There's so much that we can reach out to 2023. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling of God. I press forward. I press towards the mark for the price of the high calling. Those so many things that is there for us in this year. And Paul is saying, I'm going to press forward. There's one thing to basically find salvation. And again, in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, says, it is God who will and does this in our life in salvation. But in verse 12, some people say it's very controversial. It says, work out your salvation. 
What do you mean work out of my salvation? It's free. Christ gave it to us. But what you find in verse 13 is God who willed it in you. But in this, beloved, as you, uh, going back to verse 12, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but also much more in my absence, work out your own salvation. While you are saved, work out that salvation that he has saved you, he's saving you, and he will continue to save you. Work out your salvation simply means what God has given us in 2022 or earlier in 2019 or even earlier 2020 or even way before 2005, 28. All of this is fine. But the knowledge and the wisdom and the gifting has to be worked out. It's one thing to acquire or to have apprehended, to have been gifted is another thing totally to work it out. So while God gives you faith and you have abundance of faith, but you've got to work out your faith. If God has given you healing, work out that healing to the point where you are fully and completely all that God wants for you. If God enables you to take one step, work it out until you're able to take two, three, four in your spiritual, in your mental, in your emotional, and even much more in your spiritual. Work out your salvation. Thank God for salvation. But work it out. Thank God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Work it out. Thank God for the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Work out love, joy, peace, long-suffering. All of this, work it out. Keep working out and grow in the grace. Grow in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. One thing our Lord Jesus Christ taught us is in Luke chapter 9, verse 62, once you put your hands on the plow, he says, no man having put his hands to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom. It's one thing to thank God for the blessings of the past, but they are not laurels that you can say, okay, great, I've had it. The moment you sit down in an easy chair and look at history and no more of today, you're done, you're finished. You will be sitting there and dying in your easy chair. It is time to go forward, it's time to move forward, no matter how old you are chronologically and how old you are spiritually. You cannot be seated. You cannot lie down. There's a time for this day, for lying down, but the crack of the day, wake up. Make every attempt to get out spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, work it out. If you don't use your left hand, a time will come you won't have the capacity to, do, to use the left hand at all. If you don't use your brain, if you don't use the things that God has given you in terms of physical or in terms of solical or in terms of spiritual, you lose it out. Keep working at it. It's one thing to do that physically. It profits a little in terms of what would be in the overall scheme of things. But godliness is far greater. Exercising it is far greater. It is not just for now and here. It is for eternal. And that is with eternity in our hearts. I want us to remind ourselves that 2023 will soon be history. Tomorrow is a mystery, but what we have today 
is something that we could do, that we can move forward. There's one thing to pray, but there's totally another thing to do what God has called us to do. It's important that we keep praying, but while praying, we need to now stretch forward and do what we have not done. We would be beginning prayer this month, the 14th of Jan, going all the way to the end of uh, January the 18th. And for those who are watching, you join with us for prayer, fasting. Uh, I'll leave it to the Holy Spirit leading every one of you. Some may be on medication, others may be coming through out of some illness. But whichever case it is, it's best to consult your physician, but mostly the Holy Spirit, and be able to join in some way or the other, maybe missing a meal, maybe it's the Daniel diet. But those 18 days would be time of prayer and fasting, and it's basically as God would lead you. But I would say it's a great opportunity, beginning with the prayer warriors that Friday, the 14th of this month, and that 18th day, it's going to be a tremendous re uh, responsibility of seeking the Lord. But while doing this, all this to say, it's going to move us forward, that we will move forward. I want to just take a few past uh, steps that you find in the book of Exodus. Exodus chapter 14, and literally there are maybe 12 lessons we can learn. We won't be able to do it today. The first one is found uh, actually in verse 13. When you read verse 13, very important, it says, Moses uh, uh, said unto the people, fear you not. One of the most important things that we need to begin this year is fear you not. We have come out of the pandemic or coming out of the pandemic. And this is a moment we need to realize no matter what has happened, don't let whatever has happened in the 2019 and 2020 and 2022 cling onto our back. Shrug it. It's a snake that bit Paul. Shrug it away. Let it fall off. Don't be afraid. I will be talking about it that in just a moment. Second, stand still. Don't run off. Don't go to the deep end. Don't make quick decision. Don't do something hasty with what you make a decision out of fear or emotion. Stand still. See. Number three, the salvation. Number four, he will show you the thing that you have seen today. You will see them no more. Whatever you have experienced in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022. He will make sure that if you move forward in faith, you will see it no more. Verse 14 goes on to say, the next one, number five, the Lord will fight for you. We're in an intense battle. We are in a very intense battle. Just before coming to minister, uh, Lavon handed me a, a call saying, this is Sister Selsar, who's uh, got a word for you. And usually I try and say, hey, I'm busy. This is not it. But this was something that the Lord said, pick it up. And I've been battling about someone that wanted to come and minister tonight. And she was very clear, no. And I had an apprehension, she said no. And then she began to talk about things that would be happening in 2023. And she said something very important. The angels are on assignment. 
I saw the angel. Now, it's very funny. But a couple of years ago, she had called me and talked to me. Uh, and before she talked to me, she had talked to Gina. She was basically at that point taking the messages. And Gina, Sister Gina came in. Sister Gina came running to me and said, you've got to listen to this. I said, who is this? I need to know. She says, a prophetic word that she's giving you. And of course, I know the woman. She's a mighty woman of God, blind and yet sees deep into the hearts. And just like that, she began to describe, she has never been to my office. She described where I'm seated. She described the paintings on the wall, described the windows. And I'm saying, I didn't pay all that attention while I've been in this office for so long. And she said, this is the color of your chair. This is the color. And I'm saying, goodness, I don't need any more proof. Go ahead. And she said, the angels are on an assignment. They stand behind you when you preach. They stand beside you when you move. They stand at your office. I've assigned two to you. Two. You don't need to see them, but I see them. As she began to talk about it, Sister Gina was saying, oh my God, that is what she told me. That's why I need to tell you. And she began to say things, of course, uh, you know, this is something very spiritual. But at that point, I had basically moved on. And a few years later, I had asked a woman to come in and pray because people have seen something up in the roof and all around, all sorts of things like uh, black magic, people laying it around under the thing. And I, I don't care much about these uh, things, but uh, prayer warriors were very serious. And uh, Minister Emmanuel said, you've got to do something about it. I said, okay, we need to get some prayer warriors to pray. And she came into the second floor and suddenly she stopped in front of my office. It was closed. Two angels posted, she said. And she began to describe exactly as Sister Sandy had talked about it. They are in bat battle fatigue. Well, I have not seen. But then that was what uh, uh, Sister, Precious Sister Anais began to describe. And began to describe the movement exactly. They don't know each other. Began describing what she saw. And I was not there. Every step of the end, she said, I can see them. They are in their full battle fatigue. So all that being said, we're in a spiritual warfare. So Sandy was telling me, they are back in assignment. So when the angel was saying, we're back in assignment, she said to the chief, you were not there? She, he said, we were, but we're back in full load. 2023 is going to be a year of battle. Tell the man of God, he needs to stand strong, angels around and in the sanctuary and in the places of worship. And she began to describe things that could happen, people that could do harm. She said, you don't have to worry, but it's time for fasting, praying and moving forward. What I want us to understand, we are in the pitch of battle. And so when you look at what here God is saying to Moses, and Moses is saying to the people, what you saw, you will see them no more. The things that have happened in the past, it should be wiped out of your memories so that you don't fear. Not to say we won't go back. We cannot move forward without basically looking at the past and the lessons we learned. But they should not frighten the life out of us. It should not take away the spiritual faith that we have or rob the faith that God has given. 
And so it's very important. Let me say this. When you turn to first uh, Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13, the first word is fear you not. I want you to say this, fear you not. I want you to know this. The Lord has not given you a spirit of fear. That is the devil. He's given you the spirit of power. Dynamic power. He's given you the authority to cast demons out. He's given you the most powerful, majestic privilege to go before the Father. To go before his throne without all of the spiritual paraphernalia. Like the Old Testament. You have a free, full access to the Father. Because the curtains have been rent and you walk right forward. And you're going to say, thank you, Father. Without losing sight of the fact that he's Adonai. He's El Shaddai. He's the all-nourishing one. He's the almighty, unchanging God. Who will never, never lose his omnipotence, omniscience, omnipresent. His words will always be immutable. But you and I have access and look on the throne to the one that is seated and say, Father. I've had a wonderful experience of a wonderful father and a great grandfather. So I know not many people have that. And the moment we're reminded, uh, some people are reminded they get scared. No, no, that's a poor representation. My father, great as he was, and my grandfather, but nothing compared. They were just mere human. But there's a father I cannot imagine. Oh, my God. I'm a father. And I'm not exaggerating. I will give my life for my children. I will give my last blood for my children. But if a human father can love that much with imperfection, think with me, Father in heaven, how much more, how much more he loves. For Yahweh so loved the world, Adonai so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, he emptied heaven. He didn't spare anything. He didn't just give us the best of the best angels. That would be great. Michael or Gabriel or one of the anointed cherubims. He gave Jesus Christ. Because of his love, because he loves us. And the Bible says, I've loved you with an everlasting love with cords of loving kindness. I draw you unto myself. But what about his correction? Yep. He doesn't spoil us. He, a father will never correct his neighbor's children. He will correct his children. So you got a whipping. You got a correction. Say the father loves me. He wants the best for me. The father disciplines his children. It's not hate. It's love. The enemy is the one that whips. God is the one that disciplines and corrects. I want you to understand a very important thing is... God loves you so much that you don't have to be afraid to come close to him. But there's something also he's reminding us. We've gone through hardship. We've gone through difficulty. We smelled the smell of death. We smelled the fear of COVID. We smelled 
the things that have happened and the repercussions around reverberating across the world. Break that image and think of something better. God is not doing something tomorrow. He's doing it today. Step forward, move forward, claim it. It's one thing to be here. It's another thing to take a step and move in faith. Move forward 2023. 2023 will depend upon your action when you move. Or else 2023 will move fast. And you missed it out altogether. But the moment you move forward, you are grabbing the opportunities and the days and the times and the times and the seasons that you are grasping because you moved there to catch it. You moved there to catch the second wind. You moved there where the Spirit of God is. Move, 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 move on with God. Move where God is moving. Move in the sense in which God is moving by His Spirit. There's something we need to realize. God is unchanging, but we are changing every day from glory to glory. And we cannot be stagnant. We cannot live with yesterday's manner. We must move forward. As long as we have fear in our heart, we will accomplish nothing. Fear stops you. Fear immobilizes you. Fear of the smell of death. Fear of all that happened now coming back and haunting us. Stop it. So Moses is saying what he heard from God. In chapter 14 of Exodus, verse 13. Fear not. Fear not. Let's turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. We said that a moment ago. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Repulse it. Remove it. Cast it out. It is not from God. You don't have to fast and pray, God. Is it from you? No, it's not from God. God has not given you the spirit of fear. The moment you have fear, it is not of God, it is of Satan. There are positive fears. The fear of being falling or car or accidents. We have to have that. We're born with that. But not this fear that makes us so afraid to step forward, to move forward, to grab the opportunities. Oh, I can't. I won't be able. Don't say I can't. Don't say I cannot learn. Don't say I won't be able to move on to the next level. It's time for us to say, if God says I'm the salt, then I am the salt. If God says I'm the light, then I am the light. If God says I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, then I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, and I must step forth in the name of the Lord Jesus. God said, fear not. You know, I think it was in Matthew chapter 10, somewhere in verse 31 or something, it says, fear not, little flock, it is your father's delight to give you the kingdom. Luke chapter 12, verse 32. Fear not, for you are worth more than the many sparrows. Fear not. If God can take care of the sparrows, you are worth much more to God than all the sparrows. Fear is a terrible thing. Five words, five words that the rich 
ruler heard, changed the destiny of his life. He would have been sitting and mopping and mourning. But Jesus turned to him and said five very important words. It can change and revolutionize your life when you are going through a desperate situation. He comes to the Lord Jesus and then comes the word, don't trouble the master. But when you turn, I believe in Mark chapter, forget what it was in, uh, he, um, it, he, the Lord Jesus Christ said, don't be afraid, fear not. Very important. It could be Mark chapter 9 somewhere, but it doesn't matter. But to this man who's losing his daughter, Jesus said, do not fear, only believe. And so he's saying the word, be not afraid, one, two, three, and the last word, only believe. Do not be afraid. How could you not be afraid? But then the Lord Jesus adds, only believe. We are the sum and substance of our belief system. It's who we believe, what we believe, when we believe, and how, and the consequences of our belief. Everything has to do with that belief system. People act it out because you can see the killings and the murder, because that system is a false belief. But when you have to love God and to have fellowship with God, you have to have that belief that God loved me, and through the death of Jesus Christ and his resurrection, I am closer to him. I don't have to be afraid. The fact that I can love and not hate is because of God's grace. And so we need to realize it's a belief system that acts out every day in the theology of many people. They are who they are because of their belief system. But when you look at the words of the Lord Jesus, I'm not talking about Christianity or Christendom. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the belief in him. And we need to understand, only believe, don't be afraid. The second word that we find, and very incident, it's, uh, it's a strange situation. When you turn to chapter 14, verses 1 and 2, God had put them in a camp. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, in verse 2 he says, Speak unto the children of Israel, and they Turn and encamp before Pine Roth between Megdol and the sea before it should be camping by the sea. We have been camping for the last couple of years. Because of the situation, we have been stuck in our homes, in a hole, so to speak, in our own mind. And then all of a sudden, God is saying, move forward. You know, what is very important is there are times when God says, okay, stay put, like he told Noah. But then he tells him, move forward. There's a time and season to stay put, but there's a time and season to move. If we don't, we're stuck with fear. We're stuck in the past and history. We're stuck with the old system. We got to move forward. So when you look at what it says in verse 13 of chapter 14, the second word that the Lord gives is stand still. Stand still. What it says is don't be afraid and run. Stand put, stand still. That's hard, isn't it, in the face of trouble? Particularly when there was plague 
that came upon the camp. And suddenly Moses said to the Levites and to the priests, take the holy censer and stand still and then go face the plague. That's a hard thing. All the others are running out and these valiant people that have the holy vessels are actually standing still. It's so important, so much so, there is a passage, and I don't know where it is, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 13, most likely. It tells us, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, it says, watch you, stand fast in the faith, quit you, don't be like sissies, be men, be strong. What it says is, stand fast. Don't be sissies, but be men, strong. And stand and face what you have to face because you're moving forward, not backward. Face the enemy. Actually, there is an incident. I believe 2 Samuel chapter 1, David is talking about things that are going to happen. Uh, uh, he's come to the end of his age. He's coming and singing the sweet psalmist, is singing his song, talking about it. But then it moves to verse 8. And reminds us while he's singing the song about the men that have fought with David and for David. First uh, Samuel, Second Samuel, chapter twenty-three, and verse eight. Second Samuel, chapter twenty-three, and verse eight. And then the Bible describes the Holy Spirit begins to describe these men. One of them is uh, Tacomite that sat in the seat and he slew uh, eight hundred in one shot. He never whacked out. But particularly when you read, coming down to verse 9, you're going to find there's another person, Elias of the son, and what did he do? He gathered together in battle, and while the others had ran away. Verse 10 talks about uh, he arose and smote the Philistines. Now look at what Levin says about Shammah. After him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Herite, and the Philistines were gathered together. It's a troop. There was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. Obviously, there's an army that's come. An army, not today, we would call a whole camp of demons come running. Everybody else has run away. And yet, in verse 12, tells us about Shammah, stood in the midst of the ground, defended it, and slew the Philistines, and the Lord wrought, gave him a victory. How is that possible? The first thing, he stood still. And when he stood still, God gave him the courage to destroy the enemy. If you are not willing to stand still and stand for all that's worth, you will be defeated. As people of God, I want you to understand, appreciate what others do with their faith. They stand up for the faith. Christians need to stand up for their faith. Write to your congressman. Write to Hollywood. The name of Jesus Christ cannot be polluted, cannot be blasphemed. Yes, it's an offense when people are hurt and people bring bad names upon populists. You can't be an anti-Semite, you can't be anti-Muslims, you can't be absolutely not. Not even uh, in terms of uh, hot, uh, hot heterosexual, homosexual, whatever. But at the same token, you cannot be anti-Christ and get away with it. There's an actress who actually said in front of the whole public, if I'm so glad they killed Jesus, if he wouldn't, I effingly will kill him too. 
And you know what? She's still the most popular actress. While others say things flippantly and they're totally banished from all the business they were involved in, there are folks that can get away speaking against the Lord Jesus and why Christians are not standing up, not to fight, not to kill, say, excuse me, I don't appreciate this. I will not frequent the club, the business, the film, if you keep knocking down the Lord Jesus. Same way, stand up for your faith, stand up for your fellow Christians that are being persecuted, being killed. There's no voice today. Yes, we must stand up for people, no matter who they are, what religion they are, but first stand up for your own people, black, white, or brown. Here are people that are standing, but the most important thing is stand against the enemy. I told you there's a battle, and it's a vicious battle. But listen to what Paul is saying in Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against all powers of evil. But when you come to verse 13, look at what he's saying in verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, stand like Shama. Don't give up and run, others would do. And verse 14 goes on to say, again he says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt with truth, and having the breastplate of righteousness. Stand, and having done, stand. Let's go to principle number three. And that's found also in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 13. Look what he says, and it's very important. He says, for the, uh, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. 2023 is seeing the salvation of God. I want you to stand up, and wherever you are watching, stand up, if you will, those who are watching this program, and say, I will see the salvation of God in 2023. I understand salvation is spiritual, but I also understand salvation can be natural. Salvation can be financial. Salvation can be emotional. I don't know what you've been praying for all these years, but this year, you need to stand up and see the salvation of God. Here's an old man. For many years is in the temple, looking at every child to see if this is the Christ child. Because the Holy Spirit had given him knowledge that he will not see death till he had seen the salvation of God. And year after year after year, he would look out and see, is that the child? Is that the child? Is that the child? And soon his eye was wrinkled. Literally, he had to lift up the folds of his eyes to look at the child. And that particular day, as he looked, there were people avoiding this mother and the child. They were talking nothing but ill about this mother. And as she made a way, he began to look intently, went running, and held the child. And there you can read it in Luke chapter 2, verse 13. Lord, now let me depart in peace, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I'm going to ask you today, what was it you've been seeking for the entire 2019? 
2020, 2022, and now in 2023, I want you to say, Lord, mine eyes have seen thy salvation. I'm going to say this one thing. It's in Christ Jesus. And no matter what you have asked for, it comes through Christ. The Lord Jesus, our master said, ask and your joy shall be full. Ask in my name. He does not lie. Neither the father lies. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. So if the father says, ask in my name. Ask in the name of Jesus. Hear you him. I'm well pleased. It simply means I have to not only pray, but I take the forward step and say, I'm healed. I receive what God has given. It may be that it may be not a kneecap problem with you. It may be something spiritual, something emotional. But take a step forward. 2023 is simply what Exodus chapter 14 and verse 15 towards the end says, Tell the children of Israel that they go forward. Read that with me. Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. Say this with me. I'm going forward. 2023. I'm going forward. 2023. Father, I pray for your people today. Those that are here and those that are watching, this is a year of moving forward. Thank you for salvation. But we're going to work out our salvation. Thank you for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We're going to, oh God, see the working of the gifts in our life. Thank you for the fruits of the Holy Spirit. But we want to see forward moving all of what the fruits of the Holy Spirit would be in practicality. Bless each one of us that our eyes may see your salvation. Even Jesus, our Father, to you be glory. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today. We pray that you've been encouraged by the word of the Lord. To learn more, please visit our website, highlandny.org, or our Facebook page, Highland Church, New York. Until next time, may God richly bless you.